Welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner Circle Podcast. In this podcast, we break down the technology challenges that are impacting today's financial professionals. Our goal is to identify these challenges and potentially uncover solutions across tech integrations, adoption, emerging technology, evaluating solutions, and more. Through this content, we hope to help professionals avoid common pitfalls and move their services towards an award-winning strategy for 2020 and beyond. Hosted by Tim Welsh, President Nexus Strategy and Consultant to the Wealthies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner's Circle podcast. My name is Tim Welsh with Nexus Strategy. I'm your host, and with me is John from Betterment. John, why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, kind of your role over there at Betterment, what you do, and maybe one or two facts that we may not know about you. Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me. Yeah, so my name is John Mooney. I'm the GM at Betterment for Advisors, which is a part of, of Betterment as a whole. Just talk a little bit about Betterment. You can't talk about Betterment for Advisors without at least explaining or, or making sure that the listener understands what Betterment is in general. So Betterment's an online financial service that aims to help people make the most of their money. We were founded in 2010 as, as three different things as one company, really, a broker, dealer, a custodian, and an RIA to offer fully automated investment advice and portfolio management to the masses. And we needed that level of vertical integration so we could offer things like free trading, fractional shares, all the stuff that's common now, but it was not in 2010 at least. So shortly after we founded, we started to get a ton of inquiries from advisors wondering if they could leverage our platform for their own businesses. We had some sort of piecing together a solution with our, our baseline solution, but we didn't have anything comprehensive for them at the time. So in 2014, we founded Betterment for Advisors as a platform for advisors to sit on top of Betterment's retail product to allow them to manage their clients' money using all the tools that Betterment uh, was already giving to the retail investor. So Betterment for Advisors brings features like white-labeled online client experience and mobile app, uh, paperless processes, automated portfolio management, including rebalancing, smart dividend reinvestment, tax loss harvesting, asset location, tax-optimized transitions, and things like that. And the real goal is just to automate as much as possible we can for the advisor so they can focus on the, the clients and, and their prospects. So for myself, I've actually, I'm relatively speaking, a Betterman old timer. I started in 2013, so I'm at about seven years now and spent most of my time in the software engineering area, actually. I and mean, I, I was leading the software engineering team for Betterment for Advisors, as well as a couple other practices until about seven or eight months ago when I was asked to lead the whole business. Fantastic. And what's maybe one or two fun facts that... Uh the audience would like to know about. Fun facts. I mean, it depends on how fun we want to get. I don't want to get too fun. It might be inappropriate. Uh, so we'll go with, I'm from North Carolina. I'm a, I'm a Tar Heel. Went to Carolina. Not the best basketball season this year, if anyone's paying attention, but we've had some good ones in the past. I'm a big golfer growing up in North Carolina. Again, actually the, the, a good fact, but an embarrassing one, but one I'm, I'm still proud of is I sang college acapella. Fantastic. So tell us about the initiative that you all won for 2019. I believe it was with the DFA funds. You know, that's something I know advisors are always looking for. How, how did that come about? What's sort of the background around that? Yeah, that's right. So we built a feature in partnership with Dimensional to offer basically their entire fund portfolio through our platform. So this really came out of interest from our existing advisors. We've got over 500 firms on the platform now, and we talk to them, you know, many of them every day. And they have been asking for a way to leverage Dimensional's approach to portfolio management along with our technology. So we worked with Dimensional and figured out what a solution could look like, launched it in late last year, I believe in October. And it's, uh, it's really a portfolio construction tool for advisors. So they can choose from the entire roster of funds, 
set the allocation they want of different funds in a given portfolio, construct portfolios, assign those portfolios to client goals. And then we do all the things we do around portfolio management. So, you know, we're rebalancing automatically, we're reinvesting dividends automatically, we're making, you know, tax aware transitions, tax aware liquidations, things like that. So they don't need to focus on those things with the day-to-day management of their client accounts. Great. Well, that was definitely a, a tough category. So, uh, Congrats on that. Maybe switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a bigger picture. You know, what are some of the biggest tech challenges? We know advisors are out there running businesses, but they're also trying to manage their whole tech stack, or as I like to call it, the tech pile. Yeah. You know, what what do you think the biggest ones they're looking at right now? Yeah. So, you know, to me, technology challenges are always going to be born out of practice management challenges. A technology challenge doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's it's coming out of something that's actually difficult about running a practice. You know, if everything is good, there's no need to change. So the practice management challenges are, are really what drive this. And what we see those with the advisors we talk to these days, uh, we see those challenges around process overhead, segmenting their client base, and, and a lot of overhead in portfolio management. So... With the process overhead, we've still got a lot of advisors using some rather old technologies. There's a lot of DocuSign out there. There's a lot of you know paper, really, a lot of paper out there. And that's taking up valuable time that advisors could be spending with their clients. So we definitely see that as a challenge. I and mean, that's you know something we seek to to solve. On the segmentation front, you've got a lot of advisors who who can't take on a certain level of uh, asset level just because they can't find a way to make it profitable. And that becomes an issue for growing a firm uh, as well as for serving generations, rather beneficiaries of their clients, just to be direct. You know, they want to have a relationship with them to get ahead of a, an impending wealth transfer happening over the next couple of decades. But if they can't have a profitable relationship with, you know, the children of their primary clients, it's very difficult for them. And then the last side is overhead and portfolio management. Much of the industry is moving toward automated portfolio management, model portfolios, things like that. If you know, you, you're know you an advisor and you're still manually rebalancing and doing things like that, there's technology that can help you there. Deciding how to, uh, a client wants ten dollars or $20,000 from a couple million dollar portfolio, deciding what to sell shouldn't be a thing that an advisor has to do because computers are good at that kind of stuff. So you know, those are the things that, that we see challenges in the market and that we try, to, uh, we try to address as much as possible. Yeah, let's turn that around. So what about the opportunities? Obviously, tech is here to help us all. So um, what, what do you think advisors can leverage the most, the existing opportunities they have in front of them? Yeah, well, it's everything that Betterment does, of course. No, you know, I, I think that the biggest missed opportunity is that some advisors aren't using technology as a means to buy time for themselves, for their clients, and, and for their prospecting. You know, the, the, the sort of promise of technology that's universal across all industries is that we can automate away things that we shouldn't have to be doing manually to create more time in our day to do more productive things. And it's no different in the advice industry. So the, the things that we, we sell firms every day on are, are features around you know, I, to say it again, portfolio management automation, paperless processes, billing configuration, client communication programs, compliance features, all things that take up a lot of time in the day that are just not useful and not, necess- not necessary for an advisor to, uh, to take on anymore. So, you know, what we're really saying here is adopting technology means more time spent with clients and the client's beneficiaries and prospective clients. So you mentioned practice management as sort of a framework here. Well, how about strategy? You know, do you think advisors look at their tech? as a strategic opportunity or are they just reacting to I've got to solve this problem or this new shiny thing came along? You know, what, what's your point of view on that? Yeah, it depends very much on the advisor and it depends on what the advisor wants out of their business. You know, at Betterment for advisors, we're blessed with really, really strong inbound. At this point, we have enough brand recognition where firms tend to come to us. So we're definitely over-indexing on firms that are thinking about tech with the ones that we're talking to. 
But you know, on the other side of the coin, there's there's a few trillion under management of advisors that we're not talking to because they're not coming to us. And I'll never tell anybody how to run their practice, but I do get the opportunity to interact with advisors on a daily basis and see things that are working and things that are aren't. And you know, technology is inevitable. And for a firm to successfully serve the next generation of clients, as well as retain a client when when wealth transfers occur, they're going to have to adapt to meet the needs and preferences of that generation. Yep. I think, you know, along those lines, you know, uh, the client experience is a buzzword, a phrase, might be overused, uh, that keeps coming up over and over again. Obviously, people look at Amazon as sort of the model there, how you really make it simple and easy and get it done. You know, in, in the world that we live in today for advisors, where do you see the opportunities for digital touch points to help advisors improve their client experience? Uh, are we there yet? Or w- w- what's the latest? I don't think we're there yet. We're on our way, though. There's really a lot of low-hanging fruit out there in terms of improving client experience, uh, especially in the advisor space. A lot of the software used in the industry is a generation or two behind in terms of client experience. I think, you know, when, when we built Betterment for Advisors, it, it really starts and ends with the client experience. You know, I, I said from the beginning here that the first product we had was direct-to-consumer, and then we augmented it by building an advisor experience. And, you know, that, that direct-consumer, the, the, the principles that we built that on carry over to the advisor space. You know, there's a rich and powerful client portal that gets better every day because we've got a large team working on it. You know, I think it, it's important to have branded communications that are coming from the firm as a touch point, which is a thing we do as well performance reporting tools, things like that are important to keep the client engaged, make sure that they understand what's going on in their portfolio, empower them to ask informed questions to the advisor to have more meaningful conversations. And then, you know, uh, any advice tools that an advisor can implement are always great. Um, They take a little bit of the burden off the advisor to explain everything uh, because a, a a, you know, a well-built interface can can achieve that and can also act as a platform to augment the experience with the client. Uh, so it's not all resting on the advisor to explain everything along the way. Yeah. So I've got this fun phrase and it's probably most appropriate to you all there at Betterment, but, and maybe you can say this isn't the case, but have we reached peak robo? And by that, I mean, we sort of had the introduction of the software and the technology and the advisors had all sorts of angst that, oh, they're going to replace me. But clearly you're all you know, adapting the robo-platform for an advisor business model. So mm-hmm. we'd love your point of view on that, uh, particularly because you guys are in that space. Yeah, well, as, as an extreme minority holder in Betterment, I sure hope we have not reached peak robo. So I think a harmonious existence between advisors and, and technology is exactly why we built Better for Advisors. I mean, this question is really tailored to what, what we do at the very core you know, when we started in 2014, we recognized that we were going to be a companion app away from being a vertically integrated wealth management platform for advisors that puts time back in their day and takes a lot of the uh, sort of back and forth and the difficult parts and the very in the weeds parts about being an advisor away. So Betterment for Advisors is, is proof of this, that, that, that you know, there can be a harmonious existence and that we have not reached peak, peak robo because the usage on the platform has grown immensely. You know, we've got over 500 firms on the platform now. The past six months have been the best ever we've seen for the business. Things are coming around in a really nice way for the business and people are starting to realize it and conversations are getting easier with firms that we have out there. So, you know, all in all, there are, of course, firms out there that that don't believe we can help their practice. And that's totally okay. It's a big pie and we can't do everything for everyone. But I think there's still a lot of opportunity in the market and we're going to keep getting better so we can serve our advisors better. Yeah, fantastic answer. I totally agree with you on all those points. I think it is an interesting dynamic. And I think you guys are the proof that uh, the two platforms can coexist. Oh, thank you. uh, It will go forward for sure. So while we're on these, you know, emerging topics of technology, you know, AI, artificial intelligence seems to be almost overhyped these days. 
you know, what's your point of view? I'm sure you guys are working on some of that. Uh, anything you can share around AI and use cases that uh, maybe advisors are not thinking about? Yeah. So I thought a lot about this one. This was kind of tough because of my background. So in my engineering background, I had the opportunity to also lead some data science teams. So I've gotten to you know be in the nitty gritty of AI and have, have had a lot of conversations about it, been to conferences and that kind of thing. And to be very direct and honest with you, I find a lot of firms that, that tout AI are like really full of crap. <laughs> you know, AI has a lot of different flavors. You can you can call an algorithm AI if you want to. You can call a neural network AI if you want to. I, to be honest with you, as far as emerging technology goes, and you know, in the advisor software space, I just think there's a lot of lower hanging fruit for advisors. I mean, AI is cool, and it can definitely do some things on the fringes, especially around client communication, CRM, automated responses, things like that. But you know, a lot of people are coming to better it because they've got a four-person team doing account opening in DocuSign and a three-person team who spends all day figuring out how to withdraw 10K from a million-dollar account tax-efficient manager, and that's just making it hard for them to be profitable. So solving those problems first is probably more important. Jumping to AI or blockchain or serverless or whatever the hot word of the week is, is probably skipping over a lot of steps in the maturation process for the industry, like you know, providing user-friendly client interfaces and automating these menial back-office tasks. Yeah, totally makes sense. And uh, I like your point of view that, yeah, we can all play fast and loose with the term AI. Uh, mm -hmm. So getting that perspective is fantastic. Uh, you know, along those lines, you know, what are some of the bigger trends? You know, obviously, advisors are aging, demographics, clients are getting older. What, what sort of the macro trends you all are looking at? And where do you think, you know, tech can have an impact? Yeah, I, this is funny because we're you know we're still out there trying to convince a large portion of the market that giving their clients a mobile app is a good thing. So, right. you know, as far as these complex things, to be honest with you, my my answer to this is a little bit less sexy, and it's that I think that consumers in general are starting to wise up to the rates they're being paid on cash management accounts at their brokerages. The the sort of shining example that was brought up by uh, Jason Zweig last last week from Wall Street Journal was a firm that. Starts with an S and ends with a Schwab. Sixty about sixty percent of their revenue is coming from money earned off off of cash sitting at their banking arm. That's that's very costly to consumers. Um, you're starting to see people write about it more. Uh, obviously, the interest rate environment is going to drive some talking around these things, where where it starts to be a little bit more apparent that these paltry rates are actually going to affect long term returns of, of of customers. So, I think that's actually a pretty big kind of sneaky macro trend right there that you're going to see more of uh, in the coming years. You know, Schwab's definitely been on a a buying spree lately, perhaps to potentially diversify their income streams because they don't think this is going to hold up in the long run. But, you know, Betterman has always said no to cash drag. We invest every penny with fractional shares, which we, we've been doing over a decade now, by the way, we've been in that market. And we're, we're automatically reinvesting dividends to hit client accounts. So I, so I think, you know, again, it's, it's not the funnest of answers, but I think the, the death of low rates and cash management accounts, or at least just cash sitting there doing nothing, is, is probably going to be one of the next dominoes to fall. Yeah, particularly in a world of zero commissions. I mean, exactly, I don't think yeah. we all knew this day was coming one day, but... Now that we're here, you know, how does that impact uh, advisors, their approach? You know, can they do more direct indexing, more fractional shares? Because now commissions don't really matter. Yep. What do you guys think about that? They could, yeah, certainly. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's all, it's all going to depend on kind of where they see the revenue in the future. Um, you know, I saw Fidelity one or two weeks ago announced that I'm, I'm going to get the details slightly wrong, but it's, it's either if a minimum isn't met in the cash reserve account or if they're not using them for or cash, rather cash sweep account, they're going to start charging broker fees or start charging uh, a wrap fee. You know, that's, that is what bet, how Betterment makes our money off of, uh, you know, an all-in wrap fee, a, a low, low wrap fee. 
but you know, we're, we just say it. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Uh, there, there's no, there's no hidden revenue. Right. Right. So I think along those lines there, um, been a lot of consolidation, you know, big firms buying bigger firms and custodians acquiring other custodians, broker dealers, merging tech companies get bought, you know, um, where, where do advisors fit in all that? What, what's sort of your advice to advisors? They look at their technology strategy and the partners that they're looking to partner with. Yeah. So, you know, I, my, my opinions will echo what, what most people are saying out there and that I, I don't think, you know, these major acquisitions that have happened over the past couple of months are going to heavily impact large firms. I think it's the, the smaller firms, the under, under $100 million shops that are a little bit more up in the air. You know, there, there's potential that the servicing model could change in a way that could harm them. So the smaller ones could get hit a little bit. But in terms of technology, in general, I think now is a good time for firms to reassess their technology stack. But in general, I think that's something any business of any size should be doing every few years at least. Uh, you know, reassessing doesn't mean you make a change, but there's a certain level of responsibility that you know you you as a as a business owner have to yourself to make sure that you're making the best choices, uh, the most efficient choices, the cheapest choices, uh, that sort of thing with respect to technology stack. I like your answer there. Reassessing doesn't mean you have to make a change. It's yeah, a absolutely. part of the process. So. Yeah, and it's entirely possible that you know the choices you've made in the past have matured along with your business during the time, and that's that's the ideal partner you're looking for. Yep, great, great advice. Um, so 2020, kind of a cool number. It's the year of vision. You know, as you guys look out to uh, this year, what are you looking at? What can we expect to see from Betterment? Yeah, so we we really see the industry more and more turning to technology. There's a new generation of financial advisors out there that are really open to it, really wanting it, recognize the the value of it. If I'm being honest about Betterment for Advisors business, we might have entered the uh, the advisor robo hybrid space a couple years too early. Conversations that we were having with advisors at that time were very labored. It was very very difficult to explain why we were a valuable solution. But you know, over the past really just couple of years, those conversations have gotten a lot easier. You know, like I said, firms are coming to us more because they know what we offer, and they know what our retail platform offers, and they know that they can leverage that with our advisor platform as well. So you know, it's it's a lot different now. It's a lot easier. We spend more time informing advisors about the long tail details of our platform and not just you know what we are. So I, I think you know, trend wise, you know, again, advisors are definitely turning toward technology. As far as what, what Betterman is working on, uh, you know, we, we talk to advisors every day and we're, we're trying to meet their businesses where they are. We're trying to meet their book where it is to accommodate as much as we can from a portfolio management perspective. And we're trying to expand the platform of our, of our excuse me, expand the footprint of our platform as well. You know, we want to put, put more things under the, the roof of Betterment so our advisors don't need to support many other technology partners to do small parts of their business. Um, we want to be able to expand to, uh, you know, in some ways, make Betterment for Advisors a, a one-stop shop to run a practice. Great. So um, selfless plug here for the wealthies in 2020 in mm -hmm. September. When you guys look at sort of your um, initiatives this year, what do you think you might be thinking about in terms of nominating for 2020? Yeah. I believe this will be the first time we'll talk about anything publicly here, but and I won't get too in depth. But I'm I'm looking at Danielle; she's getting nervous. We're we're building some interesting things, particularly in the 401k space. So you, you may be familiar that Betterment has really three lines of business. We have our direct to consumer retail platform. We have our advisor platform. We also have a 401k platform. And there's a really natural fit between our advisor platform and our 401k platform. So we're looking to see what we can do to uh, integrate those two. Great, fantastic. So thanks for joining us, John, here on the Wealth Tech Winners Circle podcast. All right. Thank you very much for having me. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.